Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. Welcome to Catholic Stuff. Welcome to Catholic Stuff. This is Father Mike. Father Nathan. And... Putting on a little stopwatch. We're checking it out. We're checking it out. We're checking out what happens when you put different speeds on and it sounds like a slow... Slower than normal. What are you going to say today? See, I go go like... uh, Drop the. Were you listening to that? Drop the sound tone. Of my, what what is it? Yeah, deep deep voice thing. So, yeah. Think of it as the act of the church, in part a juridical act, in part a sacramental uh, act of Jesus giving us a ritual and giving a certain kind of authority to the. Uh, That's not like. Uh, Presbyters. Yes. That's so funny. The act of the church, in part a juridical. That's how I preach. <laughs> My favorite is we did that once. We did that yeah. once with lanky guys <laughs> and Musset. And uh, it was amazing. Him and Scott Powell, they just sounded like boulderites, perfect boulderites. Well. We're off and running. That's the fun. That's the fun. So um, I we got a phone call from uh, the Servan family. Uh, right at the end of the last podcast, I took it. I'd sent them a package, a little care package, and I discovered that uh, gummy bears work really good as packing peanuts. Ah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so instead of doing packing peanuts, I just bought an, uh, about, whatever, $10 worth of of uh, gummy bears and put them in there. And it was, I mean, it kept the, because I sent them something breakable, Kept that perfectly, perfectly, you know, intact. And then when it got done, the kids were so excited. Oh, the kids didn't even care about the mugs. Kids didn't care about the painting that I sent them, but yes. They're loving the gummies, though. So, I, that was funny to watch. They sent you a, a clip. A little hey, video. gummy bears. Yeah, they were very excited. Thank you, Father. Um, I'm really bad, really, really bad at sending wedding gifts. Right now, I am like you don't do it. Fifteen years late on sending. You don't know what to pick. I I hate registries. I hate registries. I'm with you. And but I I never commit to a gift unless it's like okay, it's this we're gonna send it. Um, and so this family, I was like, you know what? I think this is it. I'm sending it to them. They just gave birth to their fifth, sixth child. Um, congratulations! and, And I'm literally just sending. Just the wedding gift? Yes. Well, at least you... No, six. Six kids. At least you still think about it. That's thoughtful. Ah. Anyways, I, so... I, I, at one point, I thought, I'm, I'm just going to get like a standard icon. It's a nice gift. Yeah. And I don't have to pretend that I'm going to get all custom and creative and everything. Call. I don't end up doing it all the time. Sure. Or most of the time. Great. And then I just neglect the gift. Then do it. And what are they, what's the, I mean, is it a holy family? Is it a... Yeah, it's usually a holy family. I like the flight into Egypt. Um, yeah. Just a simple holy family one. It can be sometimes a Madonna with child. I don't know. It doesn't always have to be the same. I liked mixing it up, but the easiest way is just to do the holy family, right? Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Or, you know, marry with child, you know. Um, so, or a cross, 
but that's just it. Like, I mean, at some point you got to commit to your gift. I like the, the Father Jim Thermos approach. Everybody gets the same thing. Everybody gets it every year. It's a very practical gift. You get a mini stole that you can store either in your car or in your office or use in your confessional. But like everybody gets it. You know you're getting the thermos gift. And I just wish. But anyway, so shout out to the servant family. You had your sixth kid. You've probably been married now for like 10, 15 years. I don't know. And I'm failing you. Kids are getting gummies. Kids are getting gummies now. By the way, those were covered in CBD oil. I forgot to tell you, but uh, uh, you'll figure it out. Your kids will be a little (laughs) slower. (laughs) You'll have... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, What about... uh, Well, first I'll say, like... I'm failing on the on the ga- okay. the games and fun front on my classes. I'm I'm in a week and a half. Oh. And last year the Haribo gummy bears were like a great prize. I could throw a little pack, you know, bring some of those for our games. Yes. Greek games and to the winners goes the gummies. And that was fun. This year they're just not into the gummies. They're not into the gummies. They don't care. They don't know why I'm doing this. They don't understand what a prize is. For. Maybe they're just like really good students and the prize is learning. I don't know. Okay. That didn't work. And then my pump up song for Greek class mm. was like a, it was like pretty well received last year. Sandstorm? I'll do a different oh, every pump up song every time. Okay, cool. And I liked mixing it up. It was fun for me. It's relaxing. I tend to think you can get too heady before a quiz so you got to just take your mind off of it relax and then you're going to do better anyway mm. these guys are just like hey we, we're trying to focus can you turn down the music what's with the music you know wow so, i don't know they're great guys real great guys good classes looking forward to it but i don't really know how to work the gimmicks this year you see i, I th- gotta get creative with the gimmicks i think they might need a therapy pig Ooh. I think they might need a therapy pig. Now you're going to get Robbie. Yeah, like <laughs> a puppet. A puppet. No, exactly. No, no, yeah. I can't do it. I mean, just like completely go outside the box. Oh, I'll try some things, but I'm not ready for the therapy pig. Like a, ther- a therapy pig called Crispy Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> I get it. I so, get it. I love um, it. I saw that from, uh, there's a there's a video of a newscaster just completely breaking down in tears because they had a therapy pig by the name of Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just can't handle it. I love it. <laughs> I'll try it. All right. So, we'll see. Okay. Well, that's the nice thing about pedagogy is, you know, every class is different. Yeah. And you got you to gotta win them. You got to, you know, open it. Open them up to, you know, learning. You'll get there. Yeah, we'll try it. Trying to get the energy up, you know. Get some passion at the beginning of the semester. All right, let's talk Ansgar. Ansgar, St. Ansgar, very famous. Yeah? Well, I don't know. Is that sarcastic? I can't even tell. Well, he's on the same day as uh, St. Blaise. Yeah. And I always feel bad because there's two options for saints. And everybody at Mass on that day is there because they want their spiritual flu shot. Yeah. You get, what, candles? Throat blessed? Is that Blaze Day? Yeah, Blaze Day. It's, it's, this, it's the day after presentation when we bless candles. So then we just take the blessed candles that we just used, 
make it into a sign of a like a cross and then bless people's throats and then do blessing of the throats he saved somebody from uh blaze did saint blaze oh that's what i'm talking about gimmicks dude if you have gimmicks people right. show up all right so ansgar what are so ansgar what first are we of all do? bishops i need you to change the date because there's not a terrible significance to february 3rd for ansgar and he's getting overshadowed by this blaze. True. You should just transfer. Shout out John Rapp. Blaze is your confirmation saint. Shout out Blaze Butchus in my Greek class. Oh, yeah, Blaze Butchus. Yeah. So um, Blaze is cool, I know, but what about Ansgar, you know? Well, they did that. They did that for a saint. I can't remember. It was a uh it just came up in the calendar a few months ago, but it says uh oh, July 4th. So since July 4th is Independence Day, and it's also Margaret of Portugal or something like that. Um, right. They transfer her to the fifth or something like that. So, I mean, why can't you do that with Ansgar? You know, Ansgar's getting trumped. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to move him. We got to move him. But I'm trying to think of what, what the gimmick could be. Um, I, I got to think about that. He's Let's a hear missionary about to Scandinavia. So maybe Lutefisk. Very important. Or Tulips, you know. Tulips. You remember in the Netherlands, they have tulips? Yes. My mom used to get the Brex calendar. Yeah. Or Brex uh, catalog, not calendar, catalog. Is it like Ikea? Brex is like the, um, it, do you remember, what was it called? East Sport? East Sport? Nope. East East Bay? There was like a magazine that you would get. You could order like uh, sports equipment or sports stuff off of it. Cool. Um, no, I know the Sears catalog, my but that's lame. I know, yeah. Uh, but anyways, my, my friends used to like have that catalog. This is like the catalog if you want to get bulbs. If you like bulbs. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Tulips bulbs. and, you know, uh, hyacinths, you know, any, any, what are those, perennials? Perennials. Like, get them. That's what I wanted to talk about. You anticipated my need. Oh, dang it. I want to talk about bulbs and Ansgar. There we go. So Ansgar, in, uh, born in France, he in 801, and he, his mom dies when he's five, and then he goes off to the monastery at 12 years old. He has a dream about his... Where his mother appears to him, and she tells him, basically, be a saint. You know, do everything for Jesus. It's, you know, worth it. Wow. It's your it's your His mom's purpose. probably a saint. Yeah. Great. And, and then he got real serious. From that point on, he was just, like, driven. I'm going to be a saint. I'm going to spread the gospel. Jesus needs to be known. So he ends up becoming, like, volunteering himself as a missionary to the north. And that kind of... Um, path meant th- to northern germany where the, which were mission grounds still and then from there up toward denmark and then he became the archbishop missionary archbishop to all of scandinavia norway sweden uh finland uh denmark netherlands um and this is around 850 right okay so he Goes up there, he's welcomed by one of the the local kings in Denmark, and then the next one comes to power, hates him, burns down all the churches, kicks him out, don't ever come back. He comes back. Huh. He somehow, uh, 
by prayer and by providence, becomes friends with that bishop or with that king. And then the king spreads the faith and or the, together they spread the faith in Denmark and then it spreads north. So he's considered the missionary of all the Scandinavian lands, St. Ansgar. So there's churches, there's like Lutheran churches named after St. Ansgar. Whoa. I think there's some Catholic churches with Scandinavian roots. Yeah, I was just looking to see where there's some St. Ansgar. So there's a St. Ansgar, Iowa. That's nice. Iowa's a great place, but it's a <laughs> Baptist church in uh, St. Ansgar, Baptist church. Um, Cannon Falls, Minnesota, Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Catholic parish in Hanover Park, Illinois. There you go. St. Ansgar Automotive in St. Ansgar, Iowa. Yeah. And See, Saint that's it, man. Blair, Wisconsin, tr- and Salinas. You want blessings for your car dealership, St. Ansgar. There you go. That's your man. Come on down to St. Ansgar Ford. <laughs> Hot dogs and balloons for mom. <laughs> nice. So St. Ansgar does his thing. Um, he's caught up in this like political fight his whole life. He's trying to spread the gospel. Sometimes it's successful. Sometimes it's totally destroyed. And then it comes back and it's successful and then it's totally destroyed. And that's, that was his story. And they revert? like do they? And they revert. So After his death, they reverted for like 300 years. Like nobody wanted it. And they're back to paganism Whoa. and they reject Jesus and all the, the Christian thing. So I love St. Ansgar, one, because it's my Swedish heritage, right? But I've really found a lot of consolation in the idea that there are failure saints. There are saints who just went out there, did their thing, because I'm so used to the saints who are successful. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of times when I am trying to do my best as a Christian missionary, as a leader, as a doctor of souls. I'm trying to work with people. I'm trying to proclaim the gospel. And I I mean, I don't think it's proportionate, but I... I see the the disappointment and the failures and people who take to it and are really excited and then I don't see them and I know they're not going to church and then you know it just seems like did I waste all that time hmm. and should I be frustrated about this or am I like you, employing bad strategy I need to be focused on the right people rather than you know the ones who are going to stick around or something like that and um and I can just feel discouraged at times and that's i think that's hard i think that's not only hard for me but especially if you're or potentially if you're a lay person and this isn't your job then you go out there you try and when you start to see these failures i see it a lot with like parents and it's not i don't know is it failure um I see this a lot with parents that they get super down when their kids aren't practicing and they're like, what did I do wrong? I thought I took them to church. I thought I catechized them. I thought I did everything right. And apparently I didn't, you know, and then they get very sad and self-conscious and disappointed. Well, I mean, it's like what it's the sort of the backstory of, or the unwritten story of the, you know, the parable of the talents. It's like, I gave you uh, five talents what have you done? It's like, I lost everything. (laughs) I literally tried my hardest (laughs) and I lost everything. And him being like, well done, good and faithful servant. That's right. Come share your master's joy. Um, We would like to be, we would like to be successful. 
but I would I would just caution like what what is success look like? Okay, you know, and so I. What about Jesus saying? Anyone who has given up mother and father and houses and cars yeah. and, and horses and children and lands lands for my sake will inherit 10,000 in the kingdom. Yeah. It's like, is that okay? Does that just mean heaven? Like wait for, wait for your glory in heaven. Mm-hmm. What about the kingdom has come to earth? The kingdom is among you. The, um, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I don't want to just measure a bunch of stuff and I don't think that's good for the ego and I don't think it's good for um, expectations. That's a setup for disappointment and everything. But I do just, there's just a mystery of providence. It's like Archbishop likes to point out that one of the greatest churches ever where where John the Apostle and Mary herself lived has no catholic church no christians present anymore in turkey wow and how does that fit into providence right i feel like you know the spread of the gospel and then what if it's just rejected and part of my part of my deal is just this like watching the the politics and the church so wedded to politics and christians generally wedded to politics i went to this wedding and there was this you know it was a big deal pointed out by a minister at this wedding that you're we're the we're the liberal blue lutherans and they're the uh, red red state catholics okay and um you know you're going to make this work as a couple and it's like well that's not true you know or it shouldn't be true among christians one thing is like, okay, fine. People have differences of opinion and different political parties. Some of that is just being involved in the political process. That's good. But we're so closely wedded that it's almost like you're watching a change of tides and a fight and it's all infighting. And then you wonder like, where is the gospel taking root? And is it just a question of if the wrong government comes to town, all of this is going to fall apart? And that was the case in Denmark for Ansgar Mm. and he had to live with that he had to watch that you know they build churches that's whole communities fundraising building excited and enthusiastic about this new movement and gospel and then but it's gone you know with the change of the tide and it just scares me because there's a lot of like crisis talk in the air sometimes and I'm like you know is this a futile venture and how does that work into providence? You know. Well, I, <clears throat> we go back to the fundamental verse for Archbishop uh, Archbishop Aquila. He goes back to it all the time, which is John fifteen. It's like you you have to remain in me. That's the only thing that matters. Remain in me. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. So I think we can only say that Ansgar bore much fruit because he remained in him, and the kind of fruit that he bore didn't matter as much as him remaining yeah. in, in Jesus in the midst of all of it. I mean, my chapel here at the rectory is named after Jean de Brebeuf. I mean, he was a failure. Uh, it's not like we've seen a, a wide conversion of the Iroquois, the Mohawk, um, whoever. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Hurons, I guess. Um, but he was faithful, and uh, he gave witness to Christ. Um 
the Roman Church right now. I mean, are we eventually going to say that that you know the saints were failures because Rome Rome is now going to turn away? Did you hear that Italy is going to vote on euthanasia? See, that's the stuff I mean. It's sad. It's sad. This is Catholic Italy, right? Yeah. These are Catholic people. They'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I, but it's what I it's what I preach the now, other day. Now there are a lot of secular people who identify as communists instead of Catholics. But that's the point, right? It's what I preached the other day after we after every American every whatever serviceman or woman was out of Afghanistan and everybody was despairing. You know, it's over. You know, we left Afghanistan. Total failure. And it's like, did the church leave Afghanistan? Like, someone is still responsible spiritually for that whole nation. Mm. And we're not just going to abandon this land. The church will still be there. But mystically, we're not going to know how. I mean, what exactly is the fruit that's going to be born? I can't tell you, but I'm not. I'm not as intimidated by the fact that uh, we're we don't have a an, an American embassy presence there. I, I think we can get over attached yeah. to that. Here's one that I had an idea about about that, and I appealed to my parish about prayers. the The Quran honors Mary as the best woman who ever lived. Mm-hmm. And she even has a surah, like a chapter on just Mary. And you can, of course, like with any holy scriptures, you can ignore things and focus on other things. And I think a lot of the radicals are just want the, the more radical points. Um, jihadist stuff, Sharia law, this kind of stuff. But she's there. She's there in the consciousness and yeah. she can emerge and the light can be shined on that. And so I said, oh, we need to turn to Our Lady and pray that Our Lady shows herself. The Muslims don't really believe in like intercession from heaven or from the other side, mm. afterlife or whatever. But they do believe in visions. And I'm praying that Mary appears to a bunch of you know, leaders of the Taliban and softens their hearts. Hmm. You know, protects women in that culture. They're in a lot of danger right now. Right. Is it? So it's part of like, well, I don't, I don't know you, but I know we have a mutual friend and I'm going to get her involved. Right. Well, isn't, isn't Fatima, isn't that one of the names of the daughters of Muhammad? Is that right? It is. Yeah. The second one, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when the town in Portugal was named that way, but. Maybe Mary appeared there as a reminder of like, okay, we can bridge this gap. Yeah. She can bridge this gap. She can. Like make that a famous place for her. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's that question is like, how does God bear fruit? Not sure, but it, uh, mystically present. I like that. So maybe two points about Ansgar. One is that I think maybe this stuff works like bulbs. It works like bulbs Brex. where <laughs> Brex, where my garden last year had about three tulips that came up and I planted two of them and I thought that was all that was there. This year, because of however the winter worked, and I'm not sure what that was, a lot of snow, yeah. a lot of cold, something, oh, yeah. something yep. changed. 
I had like a whole row of tulips. They all came back. There were 20 of them. Yeah. I didn't even know they were there. It was awesome. They weren't there last year. They weren't there the year before. When do you plant bulbs? That I don't know. I'm supposed to be this gardener, right? But Let's do it, man. But the point is the seeds are planted yes. and you don't know where it goes. So Ansgar does his thing. Christianity, Christianity disappears for 300 years. The next missionaries that came after that, the whole thing exploded. I mean, it just, everything became Christian all of a sudden. And I think it was the work, the, the tilling that was done or the planting of the bulbs that was done by these earlier missionaries. And so Ansgar dies a failure, but he wasn't a failure in ways. His, there's no efforts that are made for the gospel that right. are going to go unheeded, mm-hmm. that, un, that are not fruitful. And it's mysterious, and I have a hard time accepting that. I have a hard time living that. I have a hard time taking the next step and saying, I'm going to get back up and keep going and keep trying, you know, um, and waste myself for the gospel in a way, right? Is this child that you, well, that, I think it was last week that we talked about it, but Father Mike had an emergency baptism. Do you think that child's going to live? Like, is are they in No, pain? no, no. They're, they in- they're dying. They're dying. Yeah, baby's dying. So then the question becomes like, what's the what's the purpose? You know, like is that is that a sign of God's power and like potency? Like, I mean, people want to look at, well, the you know America's falling away and you know the culture's falling away and we're gonna lose all these things. It's like. That child just got born and was received, you know, baptism, and will one day, maybe not miraculously survive, but could die. And is that is that a failure, you know? And share in the glory. Yeah. I and, don't know. I mean, a practical part of me, kind of cynical part of me, was will say, well, that's about the faith of the parents. You know, you give this gift— and it helps, you know, strengthen the faith of the parents. But that's not the reality. I mean, objectively speaking, this is a soul that's been saved and a soul that's been incorporated into the body of Christ, mm-hmm. into the story of Christ, and will be connected to that story as a forever. child of God forever. Yes. And this was the most important moment of their life. And that mystery is the, the part that's hard, hard to grasp. And I don't know. I mean, that's like, that's almost like the privilege. Like I, the the thing that scares me is all these people who don't want to get their kids baptized because is it forcing them to whatever? Is it forcing something on them? Is religion forcing something on them? We used to be a Christian society and now a lot of people are not baptizing their kids because they don't see the value of it. Right. Even though it's here and it's been so beautiful. Like why would you toss out something so beautiful? But it's happening. You know? Yeah. So that's beautiful. That's a fruit of a lot of, you know, the gospel alive in the world. The desire for these parents to baptize their kid who's going to die. Like, what does this have to do with their, you know, um, this isn't the cure. This isn't magic to cure the baby. This is a uh, conviction that it's important to be 
incorporated into the body of Christ and that the baptism of a person changes them, you know, eternally. And the seed is still planted. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What it's going to do for them, what it's going to do for their other kids, what it's going to do, you know, to the ambition that they have to to share with others, like, their experience. I don't know. But I like that idea because it's like the the perennial the perennial comes up we don't know we don't know how or why or when you know like i mean i maybe better gardeners know it's kind of like when when jesus says you know the first the ear then the full blade in the air then you know the whatever but like uh first the grain then the air then the full blade in the air but it's like uh we he know the farmer rises he knows not how yeah it's like well the farmers know now how for the most part People can tell us the bulb, how it grows, but as a as an analogy for the faith, there is ways in which it's like the seed is planted. We don't know how it's going to come to fruition, but God is not going to. He does nothing without some ultimate purpose. He's not wasteful. Yeah, he's prodigal. He's prodigal, but it's it's ultimately to lavish us, not not to to lavish it upon us, not to not to be like, oh well, that was a bad investment. Yeah, and kind of just gateway computers. Who knew? Looks, <laughs> I forgot about gateway computers. All right, so here's the second point for the Ansgar is this is kind of uh, digressing back to your point about um, the Archbishop's quote uh, or, or pointing out the scripture of "Remain in me, mm-hmm. and you will bear much fruit." Um, remain in me. Just be faithful. So Ansgar goes to the end of the earth. He's all on fire. He's passionate about converting people. He's passionate about spreading the gospel. He loves Jesus more than anything, and he needs, you know, the world to know. He gets kicked out. His life is threatened. He goes back to the kings. He takes on all of this, you know, whole life, absolute life of missionary work Mm -hmm. and intensity. Here's his prayer. I found this in Butler's Lives of the Saints. Um, Which is a great breakfast read in case you're ever, like, instead of looking at your phone, just, like, pull up the saint of the day. Okay. When one of his disciples was loudly vaunting the miracles which the saint had wrought, Anskar rebuked him by saying, Were I worthy of such a favor from my God, I would ask that he would grant me this one miracle, that by his grace he would make of me a good man. No? No? That's his prayer. That's what I want. That's what I want more than anything is that he just make me a good man. Hmm. And I don't think Anskar probably was like depressed and thought he was a terrible person, but he's just aware of the priority. Yeah. I want to be remain faithful. And I want at you know by the end for the for for my prior my reality to just be sanctity. Not even sanctity, it's just righteousness. You know, yeah. Blessed is the one who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. I just want to be a good man, and it's a beautiful prayer when you're living all that kind of intensity. And it's a good reminder for me of like, hey, keep perspective. That's not like counting your beans or whatever. Counting your your victories is not what it's about. Keep this prayer in your mind. All I want, God, make me a good man. There's that. It's a line from uh, Take Shelter. It's a good movie. Um, and he says, he says, you're a good man. And I think that's the highest praise you can say about anybody. And, uh, 
And I think, I think that's, that is a good aspiration. Um, that's what, uh, they say about Stephen or is it Barnabas? He was a good man. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Joseph too. He's a righteous man. A he's a righteous way, man, but I think in, I think in the man. Acts of the Apostles it actually says about either Barnabas or I think it's Barnabas. I'm trying to I'm like cataloging. He's a, a good man. Scanning through so, Stephen. I mean, to to me, it's like, uh, yeah, you don't have to perform a lot of miracles. You don't have to have tons of conversions under your belt. You don't have to have a massive capital campaign where you build all of these things, hospitals, orphanages, everything. It, you have to be faithful. You have to be faithful. And uh, faithfulness uh, to God is good, uh, and it's it's the ultimate good, um, partly because he asks it. Um, Hear, O Israel, you know, the Lord is God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. If you're faithful to that, you've done it, you know. If you if you're faithful to this, Jesus says to that man when he comes up to him, it's like, what must I do? It's like, do this. If you do this, that's enough. Yep. So, be faithful. Right. I like that. That's it. That's Ansgar. Ansgar people. No gimmicks. No nothing. Just Ansgar. No gimmicks. No Ludafisk. No bulbs. You know what Ludafisk is? It's like a pickled hair. Pickled herring. herring. Yeah. It's gross. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's a acquired taste. It's not the right gimmick. Not the right gimmick. And the problem it's not is... not going to catch on. Yeah, it's on February 3rd, Ansgar. I made a promise uh, last year, the year before, that I would celebrate St. Yeah, Ansgar yeah, thank you. on St. Blaise Day. And I might actually preach on it in the in this coming year and just say, suffering uh, seems futile. But Ansgar like, died kind of a failure. Yeah, And it's okay to be a failure so long as you're faithful. So. Swedish fish. Swedish I'm going to come to the cathedral. You're going to find some Swedish fish. I'm giving out Swedish fish. They're good. Packing popcorn or whatever. Or da- what, what, some Danish. I don't even like a Danish fish. You got to put okay, some sour, I gotta, I gotta sour give a, stuff a on there. A final shout out. Turn the Swedish fish into Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> my, my final shout out is to, on this podcast, is to Sue Bolger. Sue Bolger got uh, us for the podcast but it comes to me so i've been responsible for it a danish every month we got a kringle every single month and i think it's ended i think the last one showed up and uh it's in the fridge right now so thank you sue thank you for sharing danish treats with us maybe that's what you should give to everybody a kringle Danish Kringle. Oh yeah, because he's Danish, right? He, he did most of his work in that, that's Denmark. That's true. Yep, yep. So. That's kind of the the hub. All right. Well, I'm going to shout out uh, Father Tony Caballero. This is another a, oh a, yeah a colleague at the school and another teacher um, of scripture and Father Andreas Hulk. No gimmicks, that guy. Yep, that's the no gimmicks. That's, Caballero, no gimmicks. <laughs> that's the team. And uh, they are preaching the word, you know, trying to teach. They're, um, yeah, blessing the seminary. Thanks, guys. Father Tony's uh, dad died in Mexico, and he was fighting to get back because during Mm -hmm. COVID, there's all this, you know, red tape and and visa stuff. And um, so we were all praying for him, and um, 
by God's grace, he got to go back and be with his family and then come back to the States. And it was a real quick turnaround trip wow. by necessity, but it was a prayer answered, you know? Amen. All right. Um, I, I, want, I have a shout out from the summer. Uh, uh, there were two girls. Well, actually, there were five girls, but I think I only got two of their names. Uh, Portia and Grace. One used to work for Net Ministries and went to Southern Uni- Southern Minnesota. Are they from Southern Minnesota? And one's- Mankato. Come on, Mankato. That's where my people are from. You Mary Bismarck. She went to You Mary Bismarck. There were five girls that came. Shoot. There were five girls that came. Sorry, my godmother just texted or emailed or called in the. He was the trying podcast, to look something up, and I deleted it. Um, uh, they came to Walden, Colorado. Really? And I said my first mass in Walden, and they were at a campsite, and they came over for mass, and they they were super cool. Glad to meet them. Uh, if they're from Minnesota, my guess is they have a lot of Scandinavian blood. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Ansgar's children, they they know who they are. So Walden's out in nowhere, man. Oh, dude, it's, you did your first mass of it there? was awesome. Oh yeah. no, this was the first time you did a mass. That's what you're saying. First time I did a mass in Walden. In Walden. Yeah. So Who's, Moose who, Capital of Colorado. Moose Capital. Whose parish is that in now? Peter. Okay. Yeah, it's uh one okay. with They got kind of passed around. Yeah, five whatever, five parishes in the tri counties. Yeah. So McCrenling. Okay. I don't have any other shout outs. The person that who I hung up on uh, was my godmother. Uh, if uh, podcast world can say a prayer for my godfather Rod, uh, who uh, got into a car accident. Um, oh no! Uh, unclear, like he possibly could have fallen asleep, um, but uh, hit a bridge viaduct oh, so um, in Chillicothe. So uh, he's he's out of intensive care, broken femur, concussion. But uh, just want to uh, ask for prayers for him. So thank you. You got it. All right. Ansgar, pray for us. St. Ansgar, pray for us. Go befriend us on Facebook and Instagram and the uh, like us on all social media platforms. Tweet us. Uh, Give us a what? review on Apple. All right. CatholicStuffPodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Go get them, folks. Laters. February 3rd. Be good people. Then.